By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and 104.5 KSLQ, all part of the Trimal Cast for BS in the Morning. I'm Brad. She's Shelly. Did I get that right? You did. Amazing. 6.15, it is a Wednesday morning. It's Shelly's favorite day of the week. Hump day, yeah. It is hump day. It all, is. All sorts of crazy stuff going on in the world. Um, you know, gosh, sometimes you read the headlines. It's just like super depressing. More stuff coming out about the Travis Scott concert in Houston, which is not looking good for a lot of people. Uh, they had this thing. I don't know if you saw this or not. They had this report. Um, they got the security uh, firm that was hired to do the security at the firm. And they have a very, very, very detailed plan. Matter of fact, they talked about if this happens, we'll do this. And they started talking about there's an earthquake. You know, like there aren't too many earthquakes in Houston, Texas. But anyway, if there's an earthquake in Houston, we'll do this. Well, they didn't have anything about a crowd surge. And so they didn't know what to do. And they just decided, I don't know if you heard this or not, I heard somebody else talk about this. That can't be right. That after these people were, like, squished and trampled, the concert went on for, like, 40 minutes. Do you know that? I heard that, well, I don't know how long it went on, but I did hear that it continued. Isn't that bizarre? I mean, don't you think somebody would say, you know, and and they, they claim the reason for this is that if he would have stopped and said, hey, knock it off, move back, you know, that, that, that would have created a riot, or if they would just have canceled the concert. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy because there, there's a guy, I heard him on one of the stations yesterday, who was a consultant to the original terrible situation like this happened. I believe it was in Cincinnati where it was at a Who concert. I was at a Who concert where the people were trying to get in, and like I think like 11 or 13 people were, they were just literally trampled to death because they tried to get in. You know, it was, it was, it was the festival seating dealy. Whereas everybody play, essentially paid general admission, and the first people that got the good seats, you got a good seat, and if you got in late, you got the nosebleeds, right? So they stopped. Pretty doing, much, yeah. They stopped doing that. So anyway, uh, terrible situation. I mean, I would not. I mean, can you imagine having if you like at that concert? I mean, one of the kids was killed. Was like nine or years nine years old or something like that. Why would you take mm-hmm. a nine year old to a mm-hmm. concert like that? You know, I mean, it's not Disney on ice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the point. It's like I don't get it. But, you know, a lot of things I don't get. A lot of things I don't get. There's a lot of things I don't get either. As, as you know, the more I see what's going on with uh, crap around the area, I just, you know, I mean, I mean the area meaning like our area and state of Missouri and United States of America, I just sort of shake my head and go, I don't understand. But you know what? You know what I say? You say so many things. What would it be this time? I say... I don't know what I say. I forgot. I give up on that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yesterday, weather-wise, not a lot of sun, but, God, was, the temperature is nice. So far this morning, it's nice, but it's supposed to get cold again. Jennifer, what's her name? Wojcicki. She will be here in mere minutes to give us more of that. Matter of fact, uh, we might even get into the uh, the mid-60s today, I believe, is what they're calling for. And then some rain tomorrow. I ho- I'm not stealing her thunder. You know, pardon the pun. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll find out complete forecast from Jennifer Vochinsky. Uh Cardinals, did you see the story? I thought this was sort of interesting. The the balloting for the manager of the year for baseball. I heard bits and pieces. Mike Schilt, as they said, he's like so far, I don't know if it's a done deal, that he's like in third place. 
like of what what all the thirty plus managers in baseball, the guy they fired is going to be number three. I think what they should have done was since they fired him, everybody should have voted for him as manager of the year. You know, I mean, like, isn't that funny? Manager of the year, and he gets fired. You know, it sounds like the radio business. You know, hey, we want you. Yeah, get, it does. You know, you want you to get better numbers. Hey, your numbers have doubled. That's the good news. The bad news is you're fired. Well, no, hold on a minute now. If I double my numbers, you know, why are you firing me? Well, we just decided we were going to fire you. You know, we told you you needed to get your numbers up, and you doubled your numbers, but you're fired. You know, and once again, in St. Louis, we are so, 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 so spoiled. You know, I mean, we don't have teams that, like, have never been to the World Series in, like, the last – like Atlanta. I mean, when they just, you know, when they just won World Series, last time they were in the World Series was, what, 1995? We've been it's the been a while. We've been in the World Series, what, three or four times since then? Mm-hmm. Won it a couple times? Lost it a couple times, something like that? Everybody gets spoiled. Um, what's going on in your world? What's going on in my world? Not that much, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what's going on in my world. Some things we can't talk about with you. I'm sorry? I said there's some things we can't talk about with you. And what's that? Your son-in-law deal. Remember you so you said you, we can't talk about that. Well, I can't talk about where he's gone. Oh. But he's been deployed. He'll be gone for about six months. And, uh, yeah, so Tiffany's... Um, and at the end of six months, is he done? Is he, is he, is he going to go back? They don't know yet? Well, he'll be coming home. No, I mean, but but once again, is he home for good or is he home for like R and R? He'll probably be deployed again. Wow, I mean, like right away? No, probably not. Okay, you know, once again, <laughs> why is it that there's some people that are working their butts off and other people going like, eh? Like, there's a story. I don't know if we'll do it this hour, next hour, about what's going on in Seattle with the schools. What a bizarre story this is. I'm going. What like, is it? Oh, it's just, it's sort of like, it, it reminds me of, uh, when I read you the quotes in the story, it's like, okay, and I'm going to say something, and I know you're going to get upset, but you know what the school system is doing? What? They're raising a generation of wimps. We've had this conversation. I'm telling you, it's getting worse. I mean, remember the, who was it, uh, Hazelwood and Afton, or no, Rittner and Afton, what, last week, week before last, they had Monday off as a mental health day. Mental Health Day. I mean, isn't that Saturday and Sunday when you were a student, when you were in school? Wasn't Saturday and Sunday when you got your head straight? You know, you, at least you tried to. You know, when you're in school, you know. Well, everybody deserves a mental health day. Didn't you have one yesterday? No, I did not. Hmm. Nope. Because okay. I, I was, I was working all day yesterday. I see. Yep. I just, I, and. And, and I think I think it's Hazelwood is giving everybody the entire week off for Thanksgiving. And same reason. Oh, well, I say good for them. I say screw it. I say it's terrible. I said, oh. you know, once again, I mean, like, if you look at the, the like, we have gotten so fat and sassy in, in the world. I mean, we've got all these countries that are teaching their, I mean, there's kids that, like, can, you know, whip every American kid, you know, in math and science and stuff like that. And what do we care about? We have to make sure everybody's equal in school, and we have to make sure that their one group of uh, students doesn't oppress another group. And come on, just teach them the stuff, you know. And I got reprimanded for my for my dropout at sixteen. You get you did what? I got reprimanded for me saying you should drop out of school at sixteen. 
who did that, and uh, I agree with him. I had several people, but they said it was a legal issue. That said, you can no longer drop out of school at 16, even with your parents' permission. I say, I say BS to that. They, because they changed that? I don't know. That's what I was told. That's what I was told. You can't drop out of school unless you're, unless, if you can, with your, I think even still with, 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 you have to get, if you drop out at 17, you have to have your parents' permission. I'm going like, what are they going to do? It's always been like that, though. No, but what are you going to do? I mean, if you, if like, if I'm 16 years old and I'm in high school and one morning I wake up, oh, I'm, not, I'm never going back. What are they going to do? Is police going to come and pick me up and take me to school every day? You know, what if no, I No, get... but your parents should. No, what if my parents, you know, I'm telling you, if my kids right now, the way I've, what I've, you know, my view of the world and how I see education, stuff like that, if my kids came to me at 15 and said, Dad, I want to drop out of school, I said, fine, good. Here's what you got to do. You know, if you're going to still live here at home, you need a job. And I'm not talking part time. You're going to work 40 hours a week minimum. And, you know, and matter of fact, uh, and I want you to uh, possibly have two, maybe another, uh, uh, Another job on top of that. Come on, how many hours there in the week? What is it? Twenty-four times. I used to know this. It's like a hundred and thirty. Isn't it terrible? I can't do math in my head anymore. Uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four times seven. There's one hundred sixty-eight hours in the week. You can work two full-time jobs. You can work eighty hours a week and still have eighty-eight hours to do what you want. How about that? So in other words, you're only going to work half the week. You work eighty hours. Work less than half the week. Work eighty hours and then you have eighty eight hours off. Isn't that a good deal? If I said if I said to you, for every day you work you get a day off, wouldn't you be happy with that? I would. For every hour you work you get an hour off. So in other words, if you work eighty hours a week, you get eighty eight hours off. Simple as that. What about the times when you do work and it's not necessarily for the job, but what I'm talking about, if like you know, like right now, you could work. You know, think about this: you could work a full-time job at Amazon, and you take you'd work another full-time job someplace. I mean, you know, that's true. I always had a second job, but mine was always in the restaurant industry. Yeah, but look at me. I one time pointed I had I had five jobs one summer, and you know, I'm still broke. Anyway, it's six twenty-five. We'll be back. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 crap in KSLQ. It's all part of the Trimalcast with BS in the Morning. Our web address, what's our web address, Shelley? Westplex 107.1 and BS in the Morning dot show. There you go. Um... Do you ever read these stupid things like if you read in the news columns? I don't care what it is. I don't care what news site you're on. There's like these, like the things that like sponsored stories. Seal kept poking diver's arm. Finally, he realized why. And you read the story. It has nothing to do with that. Here's a good one. Celebs that tried to warn us about Ellen DeGeneres. Do you know any celebrity that tried to warn us about? First off, what were they warning us about Ellen DeGeneres? You know, I mean, like she was like, that would be like somebody saying, Hey, people tried to warn us about Governor Como that he was really a bad guy. Oh no, he's the love gov. You can't tell me he's a bad guy. You know, he was on TV every day during the pandemic and oh, I know I know women that go like, Oh my god, I, I turn on the TV every day to watch Mario or what what is it? Not Andrew, yeah, Andrew Como Mario with his father. Andrew Como, I love him. He makes me feel so good. Yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> That was funny. Well, no. I you mean, know, you talk about Ellen DeGeneres. Um, I'm, I'm just, I w- watched, I was in a, ca- it was a captive audience. Yeah. And so I was stuck watching Ellen DeGeneres. And they did this um, game, like a game show where I give you three things and then you have to tell me what 
the answers are. Right. You know, what, what you feel the answers are. And so they said, what would your partner, name three words that dis- that your partner would use to describe you. And she said, sweet, kind, and um, another word, you know, that basically says that she was everything that they were saying that she was not. Well, hold on a minute. So, so they asked Ellen this, and she said she was sweet and kind? Yeah, sweet, kind, and uh, gentle or something like that. Well, that supposedly from what the backstory is, that was the exact opposite of what she was. I mean, I know that. Know that was a joke. You know, I mean, it wasn't a joke, but that's what she's saying. But she said it seriously. Yes, she said it seriously. It was like it was like this game show, this this mock game show that they were doing. Well, don't don't get me wrong. I'm no I'm I've never I've never really understood the whole Ellen DeGeneres thing. I mean, like to the point where I'm going, like, I don't quite get the whole thing. You know, and once again, it's it's taste. I mean, you know, people can go to one hamburger place and go, oh, my God, this is the world's best hamburger. And I'll go there and it's like, man, this sucks. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. And I never really got into the whole thing why she was so wonderful to begin with. I never got, I never understood well, that. Well, I always thought she was, you know, fun and, and nice and, you know, just welcoming. And, and evidently that's not the case. Well, but we don't know that. She might be a nice person. You know, how do we know? That's right. That's true. We do not know that. She but might, it was just funny. Right. She to might, me, I thought it was funny. Well, she might be the nicest person on the face of the earth. I mean, you know, I mean, like, like for example, I mean, you and I both know people that have dual personalities to the point where they have, like, they have their personal personality and they're their work personality. And their that's work, true. Their work personality is like, you know, they'll, they'll run over anybody to get ahead, but in their personal life, oh, my God, you know, they're sending gifts to people and thank you cards and, oh, so good to see you last night. And then they go to work. I'm going to kick ass today and nobody's getting in my way you know it's like wow this is pretty like, much yeah this is like the dual personality person you know or you have someone who at work who's like you know mr miss formal you know and the the manual says that we have to follow section 32b subsection a to the men to the limit and then they pass you on the highway doing 120 miles an hour, you know, like Shelly. You know, you go like, well, hold on, man. Now, one at work, they're like, you know, like very caught up in following the rules. And then when they're out at work, they're like, hey, you know, Katie barred the door. Did you ever understand that? Katie barred the door. Where'd they come from? Remember? I don't know. Hold on a minute. I can look that up. You know, I haven't said that in a long time. But, you know, it used to be a people said, Katie barred the door. Right, Katie, Katie barred the door. That's got it. You know, most. I think it has some, some saloon reference. Well. Katie, most of these things, you know, that we say every day, we don't know where they, uh, wordy, here we go, Uh, it says, um, various sources down the years have suggested at least three, however, the more one investigates, the further away a simpler answer seems to be, Uh, talks about, uh, when we abandon the belief in absolutes, such as telling the truth, being honest, and doing what is right, the Katie bar the door because... There is no compass to guide us. William and Mary Morris's book, The Dictionary of Words and Phrases Origin, suggested derives from a traditional ballad, most probably the medieval Scots one, usually entitled Get Up and Bar the Door, still widely known and sung. But no version I found mentions Katie anywhere. The ballad tells the tale of an argument between a man and a wife about who should bar the door. They agree that the first who, who speaks will do it. Neither speaks and neither bars the door. At night, robbers enter through the open door, uh, though the ballad is really wry commentary on, mar- on marital obstinacy and its consequences, the lesson is that not barring the door has led them to trouble. It's conceivable that bar the door was adapted from it and suggested unpleasantness lies ahead. Did you know that? <laughs> Neither did I. I did not. 
has to do about husband and wife fighting. By the way, I saw this video, which is super creepy. I can't remember the woman's name. I'll try to look it up on the on the next break. But um, she's one of the people, one of the women on the the Housewives of Los Angeles or something like that. One of those reality shows. Uh huh. And her house got broken into while she was there with her kids. And the security camera video shows them. That, I don't know if you know this or not. There's a little tool that some of the cops and the police have. It's it's like a small little tool, and it breaks windows. Yeah, you can actually get those. I know you can you can buy them. You it's can buy like them. a little. I know it's like a little diamond tipped. No, no. And you you break the window at a certain point in it, and it's in its weakest point, and it shatters it. No, these weren't are spring loaded. It's like a spring loaded thing where you like it's like you 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 cock the thing and you push it up against the window and then you hit the button and this little plunger comes and and with such force it shatters the window. Anyway, oh, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Anyway, the 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 security camera video shows these guys doing this to her patio door, and you see the patio door just fall into, you know, sh- you know, shards of glass, and then they, you know, they go inside and they confront her. She's in the house, and they steal all this stuff. They have a big old bag that you know, and and talked about they stole handbags and jewelry and stuff like that. And apparently they told her, you know, don't do anything or, or harm the kids. And then they had this, another security camera video of the guy walking out with this huge bag, and she's got like a security fence. They throw it over the, the fence. He climbs over the fence. You see him walk down the street, throw in the trunk of a car, and they take off. I'm going like, God, that's creepier than hell. You know, and, and, and I'm going like, you know, talking about brazen, you know, and the crazy thing about it is, think about it. And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be Joe Two A here when I say this, but in L.A., they know for the most part you can't ha- can't have a gun because guns are like super illegal. It's like having a gun in New York. You know, it's almost impossible to get a gun in New York. It's like Chicago, same thing. Almost impossible to have a gun. So they know that nobody's going to be in there. So even if you're there, what what are you going to do? You know, they, you know, what are you going to do? You going to beat them up? No, they're going to beat you up. Especially a woman. They probably case the place. I don't know if she's. I guess she would be married if she's on the housewives of. I'll look at see if I can find the story. But I saw the the video on that. And I thought to myself, that is creepy, and that's got to creep out. I mean, you know, even men got to be creeped out by that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not trying to say women have creeped out, but men wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, you know, I look at that and go like, man, that's creepy. If that were my place, I wouldn't want that at all. You know what I'm saying? I do. Especially when her kids are home. I mean, that's like, okay, off limits, time out. You know, and once again, the thing about it is, it's like now there's a big controversy. We talked about this, that that um, that San Francisco is closing all the CVS and all the Walgreens stores because they changed the, the law that you can steal up to, what is it, $950, and it's a misdemeanor. So now there's really all, oh yeah yeah that's the big thing I mean you, that, you didn't, we talked about that the, the law is you can walk into I could go to like if there was a Best Buy store in California I could walk in and go okay here's a five hundred dollar camera I'm I'm taking that here's a you know four hundred dollar you know whatever you know like let's say it's a you know it's an iPhone I got nine hundred dollars worth of stuff I'm walking out the door and if, first off most of the stores won't stop you they won't they won't even bother because they're afraid that like you know something will happen and you'll sue them then if you call the police and let's say the police were out in the parking lot and and you know this is LA uh you know and the police were out in the parking lot or San Francisco and the manager walked out and said hey that guy right there just stole that camera and that iPhone and the police go up to him go hey do you have a receipt for that no i don't i stole it okay you know i'm going to write you a ticket show up in court on the 13th that's the way it is now. 
Okay. You don't get arrested anymore. And anyway, the, the story came out that they're closing a bunch more Walgreens and CVSs. And somebody came out and said, well, you know, we researched those three Walgreens that are going to close. And there's only been, in the last year, there's only been two reports of, 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 of shoplifting. You know why that is? Because they don't even call anymore. It's about right. <laughs> the manager sees somebody walk out. And how do I know this? I know someone who used to work at a very, very high-profile story, uh, store here in the St. Louis area, and she told me this, and I've had other people who are in retail tell me the exact same story, that they are taught not to interfere. They're taught not to you know, try to get in the way of anybody. They're stealing stuff. Let them go. And to the point, a lot of times they don't even call the police because they don't want people to know what's going on. I said all along, my, when I worked at the police department as a kid, I learned a valuable kid. I was 18. I learned a valuable lesson that the, the, more, the higher profile neighborhood you live in, the more crime there is that nobody finds out about because they hide it. Because they don't want people to know that people coming to Ladue and breaking into houses and stealing cars and things like that. You know, it's like, it's like the guy on Camo X, Mark Reardon. Sort of a sad story. He lived, used to live in South City. He had his house broken into two or three times. So we moved out into St. Louis County, got his car stolen. From who? A guy from the city. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he moves out to, like, way out to almost to the edge of St. Louis County. He lives in the High Ridge area. You know, like, there's a part of, I think, it's, it's sort of like Fenton. Fenton, part of Fenton is in, is in St. Louis County, and part of Fenton, I believe, is in Jefferson County. It's like the same thing with, like, this is sort of weird. I don't know if you know this, like, you know, Pacific? Part of Pacific's in St. Louis County, part of Pacific's in Franklin County. And, I did not know that. Yeah, because there was a big controversy about that when, when the Better Together thing was going to happen because essentially the people who lived in, in the, the St. Louis County part of Pacific were going to be part of the city, and the people who live in the Franklin County part of Pacific weren't. And I think that's the same thing with Fenton as well, too. Anyway, he talked about he moved out to Fenton to get away from the crime, and they steal his car. You know, it's like out of his driveway at night, like 3 o'clock in the morning. <sighs> Man, I'll tell you what. Bizarre stuff. It is bizarre stuff. You know, and you know, sometimes I think to myself, you know, maybe I should just go to L.A. and just steal stuff at CVS all day. Or no, San Francisco. You know, what a living that would be. You know, you get a professional fence and he says, okay, I need, you know, 32 bottles of Noxima hand cream or whatever. Okay, I'll go get them for you. You know, bring it back. Hey, there's $900 with hand cream. Okay, here's 200 bucks. Okay, I'm done for the day, right? Yes. Let's try how I live my life. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, I got money for, for dinner, and I'm going to go see a movie, and tomorrow I'll hit another Walgreens. Yep. 644. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. It is 649 on a Wednesday morning. Going to be a nice day today. Well, the complete weather forecast coming up for you in just a minute. Don't forget our web address is... What's our web address again, Shelly? Uh, Westplex1071.com and bsinthemorning.show. Very good. Okay, I found this story. Does the name Dorit Kems, uh, Kemsley ring a bell? No. Says, here's an interesting thing. This video shows robbers break into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Dorit Kemsley's K E M. It's his first, first name is Dorit. D O, I guess it's pronounced Dorit. D O R I T. Last name K E M S L E Y. And interesting thing is, says she lives in Encino. Now hold on a minute. She's the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What's she doing living in Encino? 
Okay, I found the long version of this video. This is creepy as hell. You see these two guys walk up on her on like she's got like looks like a, looks a back door. It looks like they come up. They just walk up like, hey, let's go rob this house. And then they stand outside this window and talk for like a minute. You know, they're talking back and forth. And two dudes in hoodies with masks on. And then the guy pulls out. I'm pretty sure exactly what I was talking about. Pulls out the tool, like the glass breaking tool, that, like the police have. Puts it up against the the uh, you know the sliding glass door uh, for the patio. And bang, the thing shatters in the ground. Get this. What, what, uh, anyway, it says, it says uh, the Los Angeles Police Department released surveillance video Monday from the October 27th robbery showing two masked men in dark hoodies peering through the sliding glass window of a residence of the 17,000 block of Alden Road. About a minute later, one of the men shatters the glass, making it possible to enter the home. About 15 minutes later, the timestamp security footage catches a suspect dragging, dragging what police say was bedding filled with high-end items through the front gate. The man hands it off to another person, then goes back, bringing out what appears to be a garment bag full of stuff. The men get into the car that pulls across, uh, pulls, uh, pulls up across from the home and leave the scene. Now, get this. Uh, they say, um, this, is, this, is, this is what the police said. The reports say, both suspects threatened to kill her as she pleaded for her life and the lives of her young children. In fear for her safety, the victim complied with the suspect's demands and directed them to valuables. The robbers took high-end handbags, jewelry, and watches, according to LAPD. Is that creepy or what? The poor lady's at home with their kids, and they break in. They confront her. They tell her they're going to kill her if she doesn't comply. And she tells them where all the goodies are, and they, you know, roll the stuff up in her bed sheets and a garment bag, and off they go. Usually they take pillowcases. Well, if you see the, if you watch the video, the video is the guy because she's got like a gated front lawn, you know, like it's like it's real fancy with like those, like with like a, you know, like a um, a brick column like every ten feet, and there's like wood between. You know what I'm talking about? And I it, do. It looks like it's relatively high, like maybe like five feet tall. The guy struggles to get this big bag of stuff, or I guess I guess like a bed sheet, over the fence. And there's another guy on the other side of the fence who drives up in this. They said it was the later they say first they said it was a car, and then they identified it as a as a four door pickup truck. Uh, they like you know struggle to get it over the top of the fence. It drops down the other side. Another guy picks it up, walks across the street, throws it in the back of the truck. These two guys jump over the fence and off they go. God man, spooky stuff. Spooky stuff, you know. I mean, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, every guy. I mean, I, God, this is going to sound like sexist when I say this, but every guy, if you're married with kids, that's like your worst nightmare. You know what I'm saying? If you're away, you're working nights or something like that, and some cretin, or in this case, two cretins, break into your house and confront your wife and say they're going to kill her if she doesn't, you know. Like in my place, it would have been, you know, hey, where's he had the little Debbies? You know, if, if you don't tell us, we're going to kill you for the little Debbies. You know what I'm saying? I do. And, <laughs> and I know you would give up your firstborn for little Debbies. <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I would not. But, but <laughs> you know, once again, it's like. You'd give up your co-host for your for your little debbies. No. And then, and, and talk about I mean all these crazy videos you see now because you know there's everybody's got cameras and not only this the the camera systems have gotten so much better. I saw this one the other day and I thought to myself, "Okay, this is fake. This is not real." <laughs> and it turns out it's actually happened. Spring, Texas, okay? I'll read you the first paragraph of this story. Uh, if I can get this to go away. A manhunt is underway for a suspect who fired bullets into the police station in Spring, Texas. The guy drives up, and there's cameras all over the police station. He drives up in front of the police station, 
and there's two glass doors that like the entrance way to the police station and you see this car pull up and then all of a sudden the doors shatter the guy's firing bullets they say he fired they're not exactly sure how many shots he fired they think 20 to 30 shots at the police station <laughs> you believe that and if you watch yeah i do stupid criminals but if you watch the video at one one of the cameras it shows him driving out of the the police station and he's driving a fairly nice car it looks like a white looks like a white toyota camry or something like that and i mean i you know this is like you know a, a screen grab of a video i can almost you know uh you know uh make the picture larger i can almost read the license plate on the car it is a toyota i can make out that it's a toyota it's a toyota camry and he just drives up and unloads a gun on the front of the police station i'm going like i mean you know think about that for a minute isn't he afraid that maybe there might be a policeman there who has a gun who will shoot back i mean (laughs) did they no because apparently this is like the front of the station and i don't know i'm trying to see what what day it is um, I, it wasn't, it wasn't, I think it was like a, a weekend or something like that where, you know, in other words, there would normally be like people working the police station, like the, you know, secretaries and support personnel. And it was just like on a weekend guy just, and, and you know what? And it's crazy because there's all these screen grabs and one of them, you can pretty much, you can almost see the guy, you know, they identified him and said he was, a identified as a black male was driving a four door white sedan suspect remains in large. Um, and the, the guy who's had, and there's, there's all sorts of pictures. I mean, like there's also these screen grabs. I imagine watching the video. He just, and it's, it's a really nice looking police station too. Looks like, you know, it looks like relatively new building. Um, you know, drives up, there's a, there's a entrance way with an awning over and he drives up right in front of the awning. Bang, 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 bang. And you see the door shatter. There's a camera that shows the inside of the lobby, the door shatter. And then he fires a bunch more shots at the police station. That's gutsy, you know? People will do it. People will do anything. I know the police station I worked at, <laughs> if that would have happened, there would have been a lot of return fire. I mean, <laughs> these guys would have made that car into Swiss cheese. You know, now, of course, once again, I don't know, it could be the, like the squad room and all that. And once again, if it was on the weekends, because when this one shot you show, you see, the, you see the, the parking lot, and the only cars you see in the parking lot look like police cars and possibly like personal cars of the officers. There's a bunch of empty parking space. So it must be like on the weekend or something like that. And this is like in a really, really open area. You, there's a, matter of fact, it looks like it's a gas station next door. You know, I mean, broad daylight, crazy stuff. You know, and then there's, uh, we talk about this next hour, this, this, this thing that happened in the city. What? What's that? This 13-year-old that got shot by a carjacker. Oh, I'm so sorry no, for that. He, he was the carjacker. He got shot. He was the carjacker. He, he got, shot himself? No, I'll tell you the story next hour, which is sort of like one of these things. And there are people saying, the woman shouldn't have shot him. He got shot by a lady. If he was Jackie, never mind. I'm not even going to go there because well, I said the wrong thing. So no, nope. I, know, mm-hmm. I, know, I know what you're saying. If he's carjacking a car, guess what? Yes. And he's got a gun. You know, I yes. mean, you know, you know, one of those things. You know, you just like just like certain things you don't do. You know, you don't try to get on a plane at Lambert with a gun in your luggage because they're going to find it. You know, I mean, it's just not it's not going to work real well for you. You're going to be in a little room and there's going to be a guy interrogating you. It's not going to yeah. come. It's not going to end well. It's one of those no, things. No, it's not. But yet, there's certain things you can drive down I-70 at 70, 120 miles an hour and nobody says a thing. Okay, it's 6:58. <laughs> 
By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1, EM, what were we going to say? And crap, 1350, and KSLQ. Why was it coming E? Anyway, it's part of the uh, BS in the Morning show. That's where we are. BS in the Morning show is our web address. You like that song, Shelley? It's okay. It's okay. It's Ed Sheeran. Why is it like number one? Oh, you know, I have this knack for for being able to pick pop songs, and that's one of them. I mean, that's that's already doing well in the charts. You know, I mean, like what? And once again, Ed Sheeran's got the formula. I'm telling you. I mean, you know, I you know he's very talented musician. I told you I saw this. I saw this clip of him on some TV show in England, where he was talking about he can sing any song with four chords. And people in the audience are, you know, you know, yelling out songs, sing so-and-so. And he sings the song playing four chords, chords in his guitar. And I go like, God, I mean, what a talented guy. And, and, you know, think about that for a minute. I mean, I've always been in awe of people that are incredible musicians. I tried. I was a terrible, music, terrible musician. You know, I played trombone, baritone, low brass, stuff like that. I was, like, never really good. Quite honestly, I didn't practice that much. But... There were guys. That, there was a guy in my in my band, a guy by the name of Chris Glazer. He was a trumpet player. God, was this guy good? He was so talented. But and like this thing with Ed Sheeran. I mean, like when I saw him do this, and this was like a live thing. This was no plant where people were just calling out songs, play so and so. And I can't remember the songs he played. And he just would sing there, you know, sit there and play four chords. And one of the songs he's only used three. He says he says that's one easy. I don't need three. I only need three chords for that one. So you just thought that song was like so-so. No big deal, right? Yeah. I'm not I'm not a teen. It's not a teen song. It's a total teen song. It is not a teen song. Okay. Do you think that's like like let's uh, that's like a David Cassidy song something like that? No. no. You know the people that are considered <laughs> teens nowadays wouldn't even know who David Cassidy is. Oh yeah, they would. <laughs> No, they wouldn't. Because he's probably been on some reality show. There's this guy. That's true. He's probably right. been on some Lifetime movie, and they're like, oh, yeah. David Cassidy, and, I just love him. And the mom comes into the room. What are you watching? I'm watching this TV show with, with this old guy, David Cassidy. Oh, my God. When I was in, when I was in high school, I loved, I loved, fell in love with David Cassidy. You know, I haven't seen him in, like, 35 years. So I think he's probably aged a bit. But I still have him in my mind's eye. As being um, dark, you know, dark haired, you know, shoulder length hair and uh, just singing with, you know, you know how they used to blur people out when they were singing. I, I you know what? And visually. I'm going to say something. I don't think you can see him anymore because I think he died. What? I think he's dead. Oh, yeah. well, I didn't know, but that's that's how I still envision him. Yeah, he died in 2017. Um, I'm sorry. He died in 2017. He's been dead for, for four years now. Yeah, matter of fact, he actually uh, touched a lot of lives. Uh, personal life, memoir, discography doesn't tell what doesn't tell how he died. Um, yeah, because because well, now who's the who's the who's the one that I have a picture of somewhere of me and Leaf Garrett? Remember late Leaf Garrett? Oh, Leaf Garrett. Oh my See, god. See, my girlfriend Janie and I. <laughs> yeah. She likes Sean Cassidy. I was into Leaf Garrett. I got a picture with him. Uh, one of you know, 
you know one of uh, one of my one of my appearances with him at a fundraiser. Matter of fact, I can still tell you where it was at. It was at the, I think it's now the Hilton Frontenac. We did a fundraiser there for can't even remember who we were raising money for. We did a radiothon there. Remember when people used to do radiothons? Nobody does anymore. Like that telethon. Even like the, do they still do the Jerry Lewis telethon since he's gone now? Is it still like the Labor Day? I think Day? they did, but I don't think they do it anymore. Wow. If they, I don't know because I don't watch television. Okay. Here's a couple school things, okay? <laughs> Here's a California high school. On the test, there was a question. The question is, which group is full of idiots? And the four answers are the KKK, all of Florida, Fox News, and the Texans. <laughs> There's no all of above? <laughs> this, let me read this story. This is the headline. I saw this the other day and thought to myself, okay, <laughs> Whitney High School, somewhere, what city in California it is? History quiz is causing tons of outrage after one of the questions was shared to social media. According to Fox 40, this is a high school in, in Rockland. This is in California. facing all the heat after a history quiz appeared to students a trick question. The question reportedly asked students at Whitney High to, high, uh, high to point out, quote, a group of complete idiots. The choices were the KKK, all of Florida, Fox News, and Texans. <laughs> So what was the right answer? All of the above. No, I guess any of them was the right answer. No matter what you checked, I'm going like, okay, that's on a history. So you can tell the bias of the teacher right there. The KKK, I think most people would agree with that. All of Florida, not. Fox News, not. I mean, some people would say Fox News is full of idiots. And Texans, once again, you're dissing two whole states. You're dissing Florida and Texas. Talking about broad brush. Everybody in Florida is an idiot. Everybody in Texas is an idiot. If you don't live in California. Which is the, the demographic is completely different. What do you mean? As far as like who the people are in Florida and Texas? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a different, you know, it's. I mean, think about it. Part of the it's thing like is. Most of the people in Florida, with the exception of your son and a few, a few others, are um, under the age of thirty. Yes, it's it's a younger state. And well, no, 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 no. In Florida, it's no the, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida's uh, Florida's the older state. Texas the younger state. Because so many people yeah. go to retire in Florida. Because guess why? No real estate taxes. You can buy yeah. a place in Florida and not pay any real estate taxes. You don't pay any state taxes, or maybe they pay real estate tax. I don't know if they do or not. I have to ask my son about that. They don't pay, pay personal property tax. I know they don't pay income tax either. There's no that, just like that's why everybody's moving to Nashville and Tennessee because there's no there's no state in, income tax. It's like okay, like what don't people understand? And it's like people are going like like the governor the governor of New Jersey, the guy that almost got voted out. He's going like like we don't want, know why people were moving New leaving New Jersey because the taxes are killing them. That's why. I mean, that's the whole reason, right? Okay, now here's my story out of Seattle. This is another education story, okay? Wait till you go, wait to hear this one. First off, you know, tomorrow's a holiday. Is tomorrow a federal holiday? It's Veterans Day, but I don't know if it's the observed Veterans Day. Well, yeah, tomorrow's Thursday, so then Friday will probably be a federal holiday. No, as they well. say tomorrow's a holiday. According to Seattle, this is Seattle Public Schools saying classes are going to be canceled Friday due to, quote, a shortage of teachers. They have a shortage. No way. I'm reading the article right here. Seattle Public Schools say that classes are canceled for this Friday due to a shortage of teachers. Here's the story. In a letter to parents, SPS, San, uh, Seattle Public Schools, said there will be no in-person or remote instruction on November 11th or 12th as part of its effort to, quote, ensure the highest quality environment for student learning. Now, they have tomorrow off. 
They have tomorrow off, already scheduled day to be closed, tomorrow because of Veterans Day. But so many teachers have already called in and say, oh, we're going to take a sick day on Friday, that they're closing the schools on Friday. Matter of fact, they said that more than 600 uh, uh, teachers requested a substitute for Friday, and they don't have enough substitutes. And it said that teachers and uh, staff historically requested the day off after Veterans Day because of current circumstances, the the capacity, not ensure, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um here, let me. Uh, we are. Uh, let me read this one. It's a great quote in here. Uh, it talks about. Who are you uh, talking to? No, I'm looking. I'm look. I'm reading this. I'm trying to find the quote. I'm scrolling through it uh, because SPS said the number of leave requests after a federal holiday is indicative of the fatigue that staff and students have experienced since returning to the classroom, and a four-day weekend may offer physical, mental, and emotional restoration. Once again. And- Emotional what? Restoration. We are raising a generation of wimps. I need some emotional restoration. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, Seriously. I mean, but, you know, think about this for a minute. They're, they're, once again, I'll read this, this paragraph. SPS said the number of leave requests after a federal holiday is indicative of the fatigue that staff and students have experienced since returning to the classroom in a four-day weekend may offer physical, mental, and emotional restoration. Teachers, I have to tell you, you're starting to look sort of stupid. I mean, you know, I mean, this is getting, I, you know, I, I, Shelly. Seriously? I say it loud and proud. You know, this whole crap about, oh, we need, we need a day, we need a mental health day. You know, you know what's sad about this? And I'm, I'm going to sound like an old guy. My dad used to talk about this all the time. My dad was in, in, was in World War II all over the world, all over the globe. And he talked about, about, he was in England, okay? And, the Germans would come every night and bomb England. They bombed, you know, they bombed London. They bombed London, and the next morning, everybody would be, you know, during the, the nighttime raids, people would be down in their in their shelters, and bombs would be going off, and buildings would be blowing up, and there'd be fires and stuff like that. And the next day, everybody came out and they went to work. They went, you know, they they picked up. They, you know, there were crews that came around and you know that tried to you know help people if they were trapped in the wreckage and stuff like that. They put out fires. And, you know, they picked up all the damage as much as they could, and they went back to work. And, like, the crazy thing was not too long ago, remember, we had the 9-11 thing, and then the terrorists blew up, uh, what, a couple of the double-decker buses, and they blew up a couple of the subways, the, the tube in, in London. And the next day, they went back to work. You know, going like, okay, that's terrible. Because, once again, they realized that if you let things like that get you down, that you lose. You don't win, you lose. You got, you know, stiff off her lip, all that kind of stuff. You know, England, the whole bit. So the stuff about, oh, you need four days off for emotional fatigue. And I'm going like, oh, my God. You know, and, and it's just like my, my, my niece, who's probably listening right now, who gets mad at me all the time when she hears me talking about this. And it's funny because certain times she agrees with me a little bit about some of this stuff. But it's like, it's like, come on, we're raising a generation of wimps. You know, because what happens is, you know what? I sound like, I'm going to sound like your dad. Life ain't easy. Life is tough. You get kicked in the groin. At least guys get kicked in the groin. Where do women get kicked where it hurts? Hello? What? I said, where do women get kicked where it hurts? If a guy gets... In in the heart. In the heart. So, okay. So if a woman gets kicked in the heart, guy gets kicked in the groin, it hurts. And you're supposed to, you know, and supposed to, oh my God, emotional fatigue. I can't go to school today. I can't teach. But yet... I give this example all the time. Oh, here we go. 
<laughs> she texts me, yes, sometimes I agree with you. That's my niece, who is a school teacher on the way to work right now. You know, <laughs> don't text and drive, sweetie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> something else. Uh, had an excuse for a kid yesterday of mental health day. Had an excuse for a kid yesterday. <laughs> so she said, a kid, his parents wrote him an excuse yesterday. He took a day off for mental health. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like what the, what was it, Rittner School District and, and Afton. Here's my thing, okay? Put yourself in the position of a teacher, okay? I, here's my here's my theoretical question, okay? I always say when they have these days off for teacher development, they go like, well, we're, we have tomorrow, no, no, no students tomorrow because we have teacher development. I go, can't you do that like on the weekends? Can't you do that like on Saturday? No. Can't you do that on Sunday? Okay, here's my question. Here's my thing. A bunch of teachers are, you know, on Friday, they decide, oh, it's been a little rough week. You know, we're going to go out to eat dinner. And they show up at a restaurant. Let's say it's Friday at 5 o'clock. And they show up at a restaurant, and there's a sign on the door of the restaurant that says, I'm sorry, we're closed on t- tonight because of staff development. We'll be back open tomorrow. What would the teachers say? They go like, what do you mean they're open? They're closed on Friday. We want to go have dinner. It's time for us to have a couple drinks and have, you know, drink, you know, eat some food and enjoy. Why, why can't they have that staff development on Saturday morning? Why do they have to have it on Friday night? Get where I'm going with that? Or if they yeah, showed, so, so basically you're saying it's okay for them, but when other people do it, it's not okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Because I, I kind of figured that's well, how you saw but, things. But once again, it's to the point where, think about that for a minute. Do you think a restaurant would have a staff meeting on Friday? Let's say it's a real popular restaurant with a bar. Do you think they'd have a staff development evening, like from 7 to midnight? Oh, we're not going to be open on Friday night because we're having we're having a staff meeting. No. You know, I mean, you have the staff meetings when, you know, like when nobody's showing up. You have the, you know, if it's a restaurant that's open for lunch and dinner, you have the staff meeting at 9 o'clock in the morning because nobody's there because there are no customers yet because you don't open until 11. It's just, that's what I just don't understand. I mean, it's just the point where it's like, okay, I don't quite get it. And if I talk to some of my teacher friends, and I still have a few of them that actually talk to me, they'll say things like, you don't understand how hard it is. I go, let me think about this for a minute. <laughs> you've got every holiday off. You've got weekends off. You don't work nights. You don't work midnight to 8 or anything like that. You're not lifting heavy packages like you would be if you were working at the, at the, you know, the UPS or the FedEx or the Amazon Depot. You know? I mean, explain to me how this is so hard to work. Well, it's mentally taxing. Okay? Well, then... You knew that when you went in, went in, you know, you know, it's not like you, one day you woke up and you went, oh my God, I went to college and, and, and when I started college, as teachers were making $300,000 a year. And then when I graduated, I found out I'm only making $48,000 a year. What happened? Get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Can you, we move on from this? You think I'm rough on teachers, don't you? I, I think that you you chide them is what i think you do here was here's what i was criticized by i have two people said the same thing to me you can't drop out of school in the state of missouri until you're 17 even with parental permission you can't drop out at 16 so let me rephrase my thing you kids out there listening day you turn 17 drop out of high school okay brad we're we're done with all that it's 721 can we move on no you don't think that's fun to talk about no i don't okay Hold it. She's sending more. Let me read what she's sending. Um, as I mean, hub- have you ever heard the phrase dead horse? 
She says, uh, oh, she says, by the way, she's in the parking lot. Don't worry, she's not driving. Definitely don't agree with you about working on weekends. No way. Once again, she's a teacher. <laughs> and she's, as the hubby says, we all pick our professions. If we don't like it, find something new. I agree with that 100%. I'm, I'm 100% behind that. If you don't like what you do, find something new. You know, if it's so tough being a teacher, find an easy job. Be a DJ. You know, talk on the radio like we do. I think that's with anything, though. If you don't like something that you're doing or you're not being treated fairly, you need to move on. Well, but see, that's the sad thing about it is, is that in the old days, if you weren't treated fairly, you you know, a job, you moved on. Nowadays, you call an attorney. They're being mean to me. They're telling me that I can't do this. And they're telling me that I have to move my cubicle and I don't want to move my cubicle. Well, anyway... It's 722. So you don't want to talk anymore? I don't. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1, 728. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. We're, uh, uh, oh no, what am I? I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Is that what it is? Close enough. I'm confused. Um, you know, there are a couple stories so in the news. <laughs> there are a couple stories in the news that, you know, a couple weeks ago, I said sort of as a joke that I was going to run for U.S. Senate. And what's funny is one person who shall rename, remain nameless told me that I would never make it because I have all sorts of skeletons in my closet. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, what's interesting is, do you know who this Lorraine Bobert is? You know who, is that name ring no, a bell No, I you? don't. She's, I believe she's from Colorado. She's a new U.S. House of Representatives person. And remember, remember the, I mean, she's like, uh, she's like little tiny gal. She's like literally like four foot 11, but she's like, you know what they say? Dynamite comes, comes in small packages. Yep. She's little, but she's mighty. I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to mess with her. She's like this character who's done all these crazy things as, as a representative. Okay. First off. You know, remember the controversy that AOC showed up at the, the Met Gala with the, the designer dress that said, tax the rich on it? Remember that old story? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this, this Bubbert gal shows up at some fundraiser that Trump is at, and she's got this dress. And, and keep in mind that AOC's dress was white, and on the back it said, tax the rich, and it was some $3,500 designer dress. Now, think, think about that for a minute. I think I'm going to go into designing women's dresses. I could come up with a white dress, and I could you know, run my little sign maker machine and stick stuff on the back of it and sell it for $3,500. You think I'd make money at that, Shelly? Would you wear one of my dresses if I created a dress for you? I, you know, like, I would put, like, like, you know, put something on the back like, we love the rich or something like that, or we love extreme electrical, something like that. Would you wear that dress if I gave it to you? I would. Okay, so this this Lorraine, I think it's her name, Lorraine Bulbert, shows up at this fundraiser, and Trump's there, and she's got this red dress on with white lettering on the back. Guess what the white lettering on the back is? Go Trump or Trump 2024 or whatever. Let's go Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so she show, and That's funny. So somebody takes her over to Trump and says, hey, look what she's wearing. So there's a picture of her with, you know, showing her backside with the back of her dress saying, <laughs> saying, let's go, Brandon. And Trump is smiling at the camera with thumbs up. I'm going like, okay, 
This is sort of funny. I mean, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. It is sort of funny because it's like, ha-ha, funny, funny. Okay, the reason I bring her up is somebody put a video up. Let's see if I can find it. Um, I had it not too long ago. Uh, it was a video up, and it was like an anti-Republican video. It's this guy who, who grinds out all these videos. He's on Twitter all the time. I've seen this guy before. His name is, I think it's Chris Winslow. See if I can sign the video. Is, his name is what? Chris Winslow, I believe is his okay. name. And he puts, nice these, name. he puts these videos on there all the time about, uh, let me see if I can find it. Chris Winslow, I think that's his name. Win, W-S-L-O-W. Anyway, he has this video up that talks about uh, this Bobert's uh, past, and uh, I can't find it. I should I should done my prep on this better. But anyway, he has this video that shows it's like about a twenty second video, and it has her criminal history, and it she's got it arrested for all sorts of crazy crap. I mean, she's been in jail numerous times. She's been arrested for domestic abuse. She's been arrested for for this. She's been arrested for that. She got her. She got foreclosed on. She got a house, uh, you know, her house, re- uh, house foreclosed on, a car repossessed. <laughs> and she's got. She's she, had a go of it, hasn't yes. she? <laughs> and I'm going like, okay, you know. And to the person who said I couldn't run for U.S. Senate, I'm going like, okay. She's a sitting member of the House of Representatives. You don't think I could be a senator with that? I mean, I've never been arrested. She's been in, this gal's been in jail before. She's served time in jail. I've never been arrested. I've never been in jail. Never. As a matter of fact, in my entire life, I've had two traffic tickets. One for 26 and a 20, if you can imagine that. Me, 20. You better quit, quit, um, um, what's the word? Um, when you sit there and you're bragging. Right, you think I'm going to get a ticket today? Ends well. You think I'm going to get a ticket today? How many tickets? I don't even want to talk about How many it, tickets have you gotten in your in your life? Seriously, how many traffic tickets? Three. Really? Yeah. That's it. What were they for? I'm sorry. What were they for? Speeding? Yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, one was down Kisker. <laughs> really? St. Charles uh-huh. St. Charles County get you? He's like. You know, when I woke up this morning, I said, if anybody was driving down Kisker more than 40 miles an hour, that I was going to give them a ticket. So today is your lucky day. And I'm like, okay. So what does he do? He calls in backup and three other cop cars show up like I'm a fugitive or something. I know you know how that feels. Well, when the cops show up. Did, did, someday, <laughs> I can't do it when someone's listening because I don't know what time she gets to work. So someday I'll tell the story of me being pulled over <laughs> by <laughs> when one of my tires went flat. And this was a truck. It was my truck, but my son used to drive my little son. And for some reason, he took the jack out of the truck. And I had a flat tire. Of all, I, well, my tire started going flat in Augusta. I'm coming home from Washmore, and I'm driving. Lived in St. Charles County, and I'm driving home. And I get into Augusta, and I think to myself, "Well, I'll just go out and you know change the tire." It's like 10 o'clock at night. I'll just get out and change the tire. So I start to change the tire, and realize the jack in the car is missing. Jack in the truck's gone. Don't know why. So I there's no jack in the box. There's no jack in the under the hood. You know, in, in the in the Ford trucks, the jack used to be part of the jack was under the hood. Part of the jack was somewhere else. I can't remember what it was. They move it around. So I call my wife at the time, and I said, can you come get me? And she says, no. So I drove home, and as I drove home, 
the tire went completely flat, and then pretty soon, as I'm still driving, doing like 20 miles an hour, the tire starts to come apart, and by the time I'm at 94 and 40, I have no more tire. I'm driving on the rim, and I get a little bit further, and I'm almost home. I'm getting up to uh, past, uh, you know, getting near where you live, uh, not quite that far. I'm out past Westwood, if you know where that's at, you know, uh, that place where there's no there's no traffic lights there. It's, they just recently did, redid that intersection. You know what I'm talking about? Westwood, you know where that's at? Nobody knows that street, but it's Westwood. It's between it's between 364 and O'Fallon Road. You know what I'm talking about right there in 94? I do. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. Okay, so all of a sudden, in a rearview mirror, the lights come on. Police come on, and he's lighting me up, and he pulls me over. And I'll tell the rest of the story someday. <laughs> it is funny. It's one of those stories that if I tell the people, people don't believe the story. They'll go, no, that didn't happen. I go, I swear it happened. And it was so funny how it turned out. So, <laughs> Because <laughs> I was taken out of the car and I was given the walk the line routine. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, my God, yes. It's funny. And I'm, I, you know, you know me. I don't drink. I never drink. I mean, you know, for me to drink and drive, I don't think I've, I've ever done it in my life. I'm just because part of it was, you know, I grew up when I, you know, at 18 years old, I didn't. I, first off, when I was in high school, I didn't drink. A lot of my friends drink. I never got into that because I. First off, I till this day. I don't understand beer. I know, and I'm not trying to, if you drink beer and you love it, fine. My dad was a beer drinker. He loved Guinness Stout, all that kind of stuff. To me, you give me the choice between a Mountain Dew and the most expensive beer there is, I'll take the Mountain Dew any day. You know, it's just the way it is. You give me a choice of, of, of practically any drink and a Mountain Dew or like, you know, uh, you know like, or like my favorite, Sundrop, which is, I love that more than Mountain Dew. You give me a Sundrop choice between Sundrop and a drink, I'll take the Sundrop any day. You know, anyway, I, and then when I worked for the police department for three years, I started when I was 18. God, I was the guy that wrote all these reports about all these drunk accidents and these people being killed and, you know, and permanently disabled and, you know, quadriplegics, and, you know, all this crazy crap that, you know, the accidents that nobody, you know, that, I mean, the carnage that's happened on the highways and stuff like that. I'm going, man, I'm not doing this. You know, no, but, it's, it's significant. Right. And it's just like your daughter, your daughter who was a paramedic. I mean, she saw all this stuff. I bet you any money, if we got her on the air, she would tell us that a lot of the things she doesn't do today is because of things she saw of people who really got screwed up when she was as a paramedic. Am I, am I kidding? No, you're not kidding. She does. She is. She has changed the way she does a lot of things. One of those, and she's done this for years, is to actually wear her seatbelt. Right. Right. And you see you see these things. And like me, I wasn't the guy out there. I wasn't the police officer out there. I was just the guy in the office, you know, dispatcher writing up the reports. I'm going, man, this is terrible. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, we filed death reports, all that kind of weird stuff because of the fact that that's what we did. We're a police department. And, you know, and and you saw this. And here I'm 18 year old kid when I first started this job. I'm a kid. I was, I guess, young man, whatever. And I'm going like, man, I'm not doing this. You know, and that's why to the point where me, as and, and not only that, like the whole drug thing, I don't understand that either. I mean, the ODs, and we have ODs. We had some, fortunately, some people that died from ODs. And, you know, I mean, like, I mean, and God, I mean, I would see sometimes, I shouldn't even talk about this, but sometimes when I did the reports, you know, when, when the way it worked back in the day, everything, you know, is now on computer. Back in the day, the officer hand wrote the report, and then they turned it into us, and we typed it. You know, I was on the night shift, so I did a lot of typing at night. That's how I got to be such a good typist, because I typed these reports, you know, for hours on end. And sometimes 
when there was something in the report, because once again, this is not computer era. This is like, you know, back with the typewriter. That shows how old this is. If there was a, a revision to the report or if there was a mistake in the report or like sometimes the, the chief wanted things redacted because he didn't want to think certain things out there, you know, once again, they're, they're, they're keeping the facts from the, away from the public because they don't want to know how bad things are sometimes. They would send me back the reports that we retyped. And every once in a while, they'd send back the report with all the evidence attached on it. And, like, I'd see these horrendous pictures of, like, guys who overdosed, overdosed and they didn't find it for, like, two days. I mean, your daughter can probably tell stories like that, too. And you go like, oh, my God, I don't ever want that to happen to me or anybody I know. So it's gotten to the point where I'm like Mr. Adamant, non-drinker, never, you know, if I drink, I'm, you know, I'm in for the night. If I have a drink, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, you know, and once again, when I started to fly, remember I talked about that, eight hours, eight hours between bottle and throttle. That was the stupid saying when you went through, you know, ground school, eight hours between bottle and throttle. So in other words, you're not even supposed to have had liquor touch your lips for eight hours before you get into a plane or a helicopter or whatever you're flying. And every once in a while, you read, you know, one of these horror stories of one of the, you know, pilots showing up to work drunk, you know, which is not good. Because if you can't fly a car right, guess what? You're going to do even worse flying a plane because it's a hell of a lot easier to drive a car than it is to fly a plane. And if you're inebriated, you like that word, inebriated? I always like that word. I do like that word. It's very... I don't know what it is. Okay, I just found it. Here's here's the Lauren Bobbert rap sheet, okay? She's arrested in 2003, uh, 2004. Um, Lorraine Bobbert is the one that cut the man's yes. genitals off, isn't this she? Na- this lady, yeah, her name, this lady is Lauren Bobbert, B-O-E-B-R-T. Lauren Bobbert, okay? Uh, 2003. You sure it's not Lorraine Bobbert? No, Lauren, Lauren L-O-U-R-E-N, Bobbert, B-O-E-B-R-T. B-E-R-T, okay? Okay. 2003, arrested. This is in Garfield County. She lives in Rifle, Colorado. Uh, and she's, she got a ticket for an accident in 2004, uh, 10 to 19 miles an hour over the speed limit, 2010, um, dog licensing violation. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. 2010, um, here, which is unusually the usual invitation, foreclosure. She had got foreclosed on 2010, 2011, uh, charged with failing to wear a seatbelt, 2012, uh, she got sued for a debt, 2015, arrested um, arrested for failure to appear, dating from an offense on t- early in that year. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So she's clearly troubled. You know, it begs to reason, if somebody is like that, I wonder if they have someone that wants to keep them safe. Um, she had an expired license plates. I mean, this thing, it goes on and on and on and on. Arrested by Colorado Highway Patrol. That's uh, why they call it a rap sheet, because when they stand up, they can wrap the whole thing around them and they're warm and toasty. <laughs> is that why it is? Yes, that's why they call it a rap sheet. <laughs> they're warm and toasty? Yep. <laughs> so, so if it's a cold day and you show up in court... And the judge says, I've got your rap sheet right here in front of you. You go. And you say, oh, thank you. My, my, can my attorney approach the bench and get that for me? Yeah, so I, I'm a little cold in here, Your Honor. And let me wrap that around me so I can feel warm and toasty in court. Yes, yeah, so it's my rap sheet. I don't think warm and toasty is the reason they call it a rap sheet. I have a feeling. Yes. I don't think that's the case. Where did you come up with that rap sheet? My own little brain. But rap sheet would be W-R-A-P, not R-A-P. 
If it were a rap sheet, it would be a, <laughs> a sheet that they wrapped. I didn't know the spelling. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's, it's R-A-P, not W-R-A-P. <laughs> so, so this is Lauren Boebert, and she's now a member of the House of Representatives. She's the one that when she got to D.C., she said, hey, I'm going to carry my gun with me everywhere I go. Because in D.C., you don't carry your gun anywhere because if they find you with a gun, you'll be in jail for the rest of your life. You know, Missouri, now we have open carry, which, once again, dudes, don't show everybody you're carrying a gun. It's stupid. You know, once again, I told you the story about I'm in the McDonald's in Washington the day, and the guy's got his, his, his cowboy revolver strapped to his hip. You know, I'm, yes, go- he I'm did. Going, like, going like, dude, that's stupid. And everybody's going, look, look. I mean, it was a, one of those great big long monster guns like you see, like, you know, in the, in the Westerns where the barrel's like 12 inches long, and he's got this great big monstrous holster, and he's got the, the string tied around his thighs when he pulls the gun out. The, you know, the, the holster doesn't come with it. I'm going like, dude, that's a bad move. Don't do that. Because you know what? If comes, someone comes in to rob the place, who do they shoot first? The guy with the gun, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're an armed robber and you walk into a place and some guy's got a, got a piece on his, show, on, his, on his hip, you shoot him first. Because you know, if you don't, he's going to pull and his gun and shoot. And he did have a piece on his hip. Well, once again, it's crazy stuff. Don't understand it. It's it called, looked like a toy gun, actually. It looked like remember, one of those little. Remember, um, I sent you the, one of those things when you sit there and you there's a piece of paper that goes through there and it's got a little dot. Yeah, I know what you remember. Remember, I sent you the picture. What remember, is that called? Remember, I sent you that picture. Remember, I, I'm, yes, sit, I'm I sitting at McDonald's and I see this. I'm going like, this is unbelievable. And I send this picture to Shelly and she's going like. No, for real. I go, yeah, the guy's McDonald's in the Washmo McDonald's. He's got these big old hog legs strapped to his hip. You know, he's walking around like, and there was another guy that, and once again, once again, police have a tough enough job. The guy's walking along Highway 100, and this guy's, this guy's one of these 2A nut cases that's like, oh, it's my right to carry my gun. I'll carry my gun wherever I want. If I want to walk down the street with a howitzer, I'm going to walk down the street with a howitzer. This guy's walking along Highway 100 in Washmo, and he's got a big old gun strapped to his hip. Not the same dude at McDonald's. And the police are showing up, you know. Pretty soon there's like three or four police cars. And they finally, and he's doing it. Well, what did I do, officer? I'm just walking down the street, got my gun. And the officer's gone, sir, you know, it's sort of unusual when we see people, A, aren't too many pedestrians on Highway 100. B, you're walking down the street and you got the big old gun on your hip. You know, and the cops are being real nice to him. He's got the whole, well, I didn't do anything wrong. We're just, in, you know, and the cops are going, sir, we get that. You, you know, you understand. It's open carry. You can do that. But you have to admit, and because he's, he's videoing himself, so it's like, okay, we know what he's up to. You know, he's like, I'm going to show these cops that I'm the smart guy and they're the dummies and I can do whatever. Okay, whatever. You know, that's what Shelly does. Shelly calls up the police department and goes, I'm going to work this morning. I'm going to be on 364, and I just want to warn you, I drive at least 100 miles an hour. So if you want to pull me over, I'll be there. Right? Yeah, that, that's about <laughs> what, what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you got a ticket on Kisker. How fast were you going on Kisker? I was going 41. In a what? In a 35? In a 35. He gave you a ticket for six over? Maybe I was going 46. I don't know, <laughs> but I was once one I was one mile per hour over the grace speed limit. You were doing 46 then. Because yeah, normally they I must have been. And then he calls him back up. So then I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what did I do? Well, do you blame him? And then <laughs> it was almost like I said to him, don't you know who I am? I did not say that. I did not indicate anything. And 
he has his pails come over and then the man says to me um are you putting up what I'm are you picking up what I'm putting down and I'm like, who are you? What were you doing? Were you, were you giving him attitude? He saw my badge. He saw that I worked for a radio station. So he thought I was pulling the don't you know who I am card. Well, did you say that? Nope. Well, did you? But that's the way he treated me. Were you upset with him? Did you tell him you were going to have his badge or stuff like that? Did you tell him? That... Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'll have it your badge different. for that. I'll have your badge for that. I know the chief of police. He's a good friend of mine. Right? You didn't, yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. You didn't do any of that? None of that? No. Nope. You were good. I li- didn't do any of that. You were a good little girl. I actually thought they were going to search me and search my car. Really? Then they would have found all the crazy stuff in her car. All the what? All the crazy stuff in her car. There's no crazy stuff in my car, <laughs> except for half of the things that I would need to climb a tower. I keep that kind of stuff in my car. Right. The, but, a, a hard hat, um, a visible jacket, see, but a Carhartt, safety steel, steel-toed shoes. They see. Um, see, you're admitting to them that you were a second-story woman. That you were one. You know, you were the people that you know. They you didn't break in on the first floor of the building. You climbed up on the second floor and broke in. You're a second-story woman. They knew you were a criminal. When they saw all that stuff in your car, oh my God, she's she's a cat yeah, burglar. Yeah, anybody that has "be happy" on their license plate has got to be a criminal. <laughs> it's seven forty-eight. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex one hundred seven one. Westplex one hundred seven point one. 7.55 at SBS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Web address for the radio stations is, I'll just give our address, bsinthemorning.show. You know, we get a lot of hits on that on that site. Have I told you that? You haven't told me that. Oh, I'm, I'm, and you know, a lot of people listen to the podcast, too. I'm sort of surprised at that. That doesn't surprise me. I bet they missed yesterday's. It was there. Not from yesterday. Yeah, it's on there. It is. Yeah, world's shortest podcast. It's not on there, Brad. It is on there. Okay. Uh, do you know who? Do you know who Vivek Murthy is? V i v e k. Vivek. V i v e k. First name is Vivek. Last name is Murthy. M u r t h y. Vivek Murthy. No. You're among probably majority of the people. He's the current sur- Surgeon General. He's Doctor Vivek Murthy. Oh, he's the Surgeon General. He's the Surgeon General of the United States. Like he's the an- one that makes the um, the. The, the words on the cigarette packs that say, right. according to the Surgeon, Surgeon General. General. Right, he's the, his, he's the head dude. He's okay. that man. Right. He came out with a new, a new health misinformation kit where he's trying to get people to stop putting funny memes on YouTube. About COVID? Yes. <laughs> Here, here's his quote. Uh, where uh, the, the good news is that we all have the power to help stop the spread of health information during this pandemic and beyond. That's where this toolkit comes in, to provide Americans with resources to help limit and reduce this threat to the public health. The Community Toolkit for Addressing Health mis- Misinformation includes misinformation checklist, tips on how individuals should communicate with loved ones about health matters, an outline of common types of myth- misinformation, and reflections from people who may have encountered misinformation. 
and all there's a big warning on the the, the front page of this of this. It hum- says warning: this may be inf- misinformation. <laughs> no, it says warning: do not listen to BS in the morning because it's all BS and it's total misinformation. That's what it says. There are people that think that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once again, I had somebody last week say, "You know, I listen to your show, and a lot of the stuff you say it's BS." I go. Remember the name of the show. It's BS in the morning. We've warned you. So, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not truth in the morning. It's not real talk. It's not the voice of freedom when, you know, when, you, when the voice of freedom who sends out cease and desist letters to me when I question the voice of freedom. It's not any of those. It's BS in the morning. Guess what? It's 7.58, which makes it morning time. And we're That's full, the B. And we're full of BS, right? <laughs> That's how there and is the still, Right. It's BS in the morning. That's why we call it BS in the morning. If you believe anything comes out of my mouth, I feel sorry for you. That is really true. <laughs> so, so, so in, our, in my old police days, we'd say, check to your own satisfaction. When we'd hand mm-hmm. something off to another police department, we'd say, check to your satisfaction, which means... Here's what we think happened, but you need to investigate further. You know what I'm saying? Yes, to make it okay in your own mind. Right, right, right. You know, I'm going to tell you this, but if you shouldn't necessarily believe me, you should check out the facts yourself. And those are words to live by when you listen to this show. Yes, we're done. We are. Stick a fork in us, we're done. A spork, as you will. And it is 7.59. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. And this is our last show of the week because tomorrow's Veterans Day. And then we're taking the day off on Friday because we couldn't find a substitute radio host. We're just going to be like Seattle, right? Okay, so we're not going on the air tomorrow or Friday? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> just let me know. What, what, you know, I'm just what, along what do you, what do you the think ride, we, sir. What, what do you think we are, school teachers? Come on. <laughs> it's seven. You had to say that, didn't you? I did. 7.50. Don't. 759.